Hello everyone, welcome to episode 45 of the Roving Bookworm podcast. My name is B.I. Garrix and I'm the Roving Bookworm, your host. Thank you for joining the conversation this week and I'm excited to be back here again as usual. I hope you have all had a good week and weekend so far and I'm looking forward to having this conversation and your feedback afterwards. This week's theme is titled Embracing Self. And this theme was inspired by a book I'm currently reading titled Help I'm Drowning, Weathering the Storms of Life with Grace and Hope by one of my favorite podcasters and authors, Sally Claxton. This book is a great resource if you would like to learn more about this theme and I highly recommend it. You can purchase a copy of this book on Amazon and you can also get the um, ebook and audiobook on the Scribd app. You can find the Scribd app on your your Android phone or on your Apple um, app store. We would be exploring this theme while focusing on the general theme for this season, while we um, sorry, which we titled the journey to self discovery. Today, I'll be hosting this episode alone, and I'm having the pink tea from my Kusmi tea collection which I'll be having all season it's called Te Dumaton. I don't think I should be drinking this actually because it's not morning at least um, it's like morning tea uh, so at least to keep me awake so that's fine so before we start go grab something to drink get comfortable and then let's get into it So welcome back, guys. Um, in the past two weeks, we have been having conversations around self-awareness and knowing and understanding our, our identity. And this has been quite a journey, even for me. Um, if you're yet to listen to the two last episodes, I urge you to do so because there's a lot to glean out of those conversations. And it would also add more value to today's conversation. However, you can still listen to today's conversation. You don't have to listen to those before you listen to today's conversation. Um, and if you don't have the time to, but um, it'd be nice for you to, to kind of go back and, and listen to that. As I mentioned earlier, we'll be talking about how we should embrace who we are. Um, when we embark on a journey towards self-awareness, which is simply knowing who we are, who we want to be, and also how others see us. Um, one of the important things to do, or one of the ways that can help us discover ourselves more is to accept that self, you know. Um, there's always a point where we will discover certain things about ourselves, some of which we may already know and some of which may be shocking um, to us, especially if this information comes from feedback um, we have received from others. And if we're sincerely honest with ourselves, um, and this is one of the most important ingredients we need for self-awareness, there will definitely be aspects of our lives we will not like. This is because we all have an ideal self, which is the person we would love to be. 
we have this image of ourselves we look up to, but then there's the real self who has flaws, makes mistakes, and what have you. This is where the real problem lies. You know, there's a poem by um, by um, Torpedo Mascal, Tope, um, and there's, there's a line in that poem that says, there's a me inside of me that doesn't understand me, you know. So, um, and, and it just resonated with me when I was thinking about, you know, embracing um, self. So we have been programmed to perform to be our ideal selves since we were children. And basically this always clashes with our true selves, you know, who we really are. We're asked to, unconsciously, we're asked to hide those flaws, you know, and when you tell young people or children, you know, who are very impressionable to hide their flaws, what it means is that you don't like them. They shouldn't be seen. They shouldn't, they shouldn't like them, owners of the flaws. And some of us are so good at this performance that we forget who we really are at the core. So whenever we encounter this person we truly are, which we would definitely encounter because that's a real, the, 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 the true person, we tend to fight against against that person. We get to hate that person. And what it means is that you're hating yourself. Embracing your true self doesn't mean that you would not change bad habits or behaviors you have. That's not what I'm saying. It just means that you acknowledge and understand the different parts of yourself, both the good sides and the flawed sides. Remember, I'm not calling them bad sides. They're flawed. We're all flawed, flawed as human beings um, in one way or the other. And... First of all, accepting who we are and embracing ourselves fully is a sure way to self-discovery and success. If you do not acknowledge your weaknesses, your triggers, your mistakes, your failures, your shortcomings, how can you improve on them? How can you do better? You know, if you imagine that you're this perfect person, then um and you ignore all those shortcomings which will show up eventually you know when you're stressed or you know uh, you you wouldn't you you can't even work on them my very first episode um when i started this podcast was titled the courage to be you and if you have not listened to it yet please take your time and go listen to season one episode one in fact listen to all the episodes you have listened to if you're a newbie to this awesome community anyway that episode was about having courage to be you having the courage to be you because you really need to have courage to be your true authentic self but this episode is more about embracing that authentic self because one of my friends i'm sure she'll just be like bi are you sure you haven't spoken about this thing before no i haven't um this is different this is about embracing self you know a lot of us believe that the person we perform to be that is our ideal self is who will win hearts and endear people to us and this may work for a while but it is usually very exhausting what really wins hearts is your authentic self when you are authentic when you are real that's what make that's what makes people connect more with you and like you especially 
in these times of social media you know it's a, always a breath of fresh air to meet people who are their authentic selves and it shows because everyone now like seems to be on this stage where we're all performing and saying you know my dress is better than yours my husband is better than yours you know my friend is better than yours my best is better than yours you know that sort of stage so we're now all on this stage and basically finding people who are authentic is like searching for gold but the truth is at the end of the day these performances show and um yeah you know it's it's always better to be to be your authentic self in my personal experience there were several parts of me that that um took me a while to embrace and accept but i have been a better and more authentic person since i started my journey towards self-discovery many years ago and surprisingly i am still on this journey because it is a long one you know um last um episode we talked about um um identity and how you know at different stages of your life you know you may have an identity crisis and i know that in different stages of my life i can say that i had several identity crises you know from being single to being um being uh, uh married at a, a young age becoming a mother and suddenly having three kids and you know um you know working just different sides of my life has um caused me to be to have have this so of course this journey has been a long one because at every point where there's a shift or there's a change um i have to discover myself again you know the thing about the thing about self discovery that fascinates me really is the fact that um you never know certain parts of you until something happens like and that is so weird and that is so i mean for example a, a typical example like i can think of now is grief for me you know i've talked I've, i've spoken a lot about grief on this podcast because you know i lost my my needed elder sister who is like you know my soulmate my friend my mother you know so many things to me and i've lost i i, I my mom passed away um almost 3 years ago now and um for my sister i think that not just for my sister but generally you know my well i say my ideal self in my mind if i had been asked years before my sister had passed on you know how i was going to um if if i lost someone close to me how i was going to react to that i would say oh well i'll probably say oh well you know i mean i'll be sad i'll cry and so and so but you know as a christian i believe that god give it and god take it away and da 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 you know and i would never think or believe that i would have grieved the way i grieved my sister passed on i remember screaming that i wanted to die because at that point in time i like i legit like in my mind even when i think but even now with hindsight i think about you know there's some things you see that you think about it and you say oh god i was foolish then but for this particular one i i just it was like everything stopped and i just i just thought i couldn't go on anymore it was that bad and then you know i mean 10 years down the line 10 years this year and i still think about her and i still cry and it's amazing that you know grief can be i mean i've healed i believe that i've healed from that but um i just 
I just know that I became this person that I didn't know because, you know, and that's my point. I became this person. So, so it's a journey. Self-discovery is a journey. So I discovered that part of me that was um, weird and was different from how I had envisioned myself to be. Um, I kind of overestimated my strength, maybe, or I don't know what it was, but um, we are all in that place. And that's why um, self-discovery is, is has been a long journey for me. And I know it's generally a long journey. Um, I remember also how for years, you know, we did back to when I was a teenager, I struggled with the fact that people perceived me as snobbish and um just didn't like take a liking to me as easily as my they would as my siblings especially my sister who passed on she was like always the life of the party and even till now i think I, uh, um, I think a couple of years ago i met someone um i've met a couple of people who went to to um, secondary school with us and they, they don't remember my name they just say oh you're wabi's sister right you know so that's how popular she was you know either when we we're in university or or in secondary school and um you know so obviously i, I mean i was i'm not I'm, I'm i'm naturally not that person you would meet and just you know um really like because um okay let me not say why because i'm not i'm not the people who don't like me and i had to get to the point where i got to accept that everyone will not like me i think i always knew that but i think that what i struggled with was the fact that people didn't even know me but had that perception so for me to embrace that part of me which i had no power over i had to understand what people saw and i started dig- digging deep and um a good friend of mine gave me a book um titled why you act the way you do by team Lahaye. yeah i think that's his name it was my first introduction um, to learning about personality types. This was um, this must have been about 16 years ago, there about. And reading that book was an eye-opener to my personality type and I began to understand why I was perceived um, that way. I learned that um, I was a um, deeply introverted um, person and I loved my company more than anything else. Like, I still do. Um, so, so therefore, that that kind of showed when I interacted with people, and and they had an interpretation of that. Their interpretation was, I didn't want to be friends, you know. I just just leave me alone, you know. And I won't lie, seriously, I'm not a I want to be friends with everybody kind of person. I usually prefer um, having few solid friendships that last a lifetime, if possible. But at least I had a better understanding of this, and it gave me the opportunity to accept that this was me and also work on myself to the best of my ability to be a better version of this person that I am. Nowadays, some people have actually called me friendly and that makes me laugh, really. I have improved on my conversation skills, um, obviously. And now that um, in certain circles, I have to make the effort, um, especially in the workplace, to you know make conversation just know that okay yeah you're supposed to or you know in social circles um especially when i'm married to an introverted person you know who basically talks less than i am because funny enough when people who are close to me i talk a lot you know i talk a lot obviously i mean i have a podcast i'm always talking talking about books talking 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 so yeah yeah so 
So, you know, I have improved on that. And I, I mean, I still get a lot of people say, you know, tell my friends, like, you know, you know that your friend, I don't know, whatever. Um, I say I'm still unfriendly, but I make my peace with that. And I've accepted that this is who I am. And, you know, um, this is as far as I can go with this, you know. So going forward, you know, I continuously carry out what I call a hard surgery from time to time where I look deep within myself and tell myself the hard truths about my character, my failures, my weaknesses, and ask why and how questions to myself. And this is not to make myself feel bad, but to understand myself more, um, accept that these things may or will happen again because we're human and I still have to love the person that I am and the person that I'm maturing to be because um, I always choose to say that, that I'm maturing. Um, it's funny whenever I say that because um, I remember when I was about to get married, my, my early 20s, very close to the wedding day, I started feeling really afraid and um, understandably so. My two immediate elder ones were not yet married and and take note that my immediate elder sister you know i spoke about um was five years older than i was so it was not just a sister who was a year older than me or two so there was this gap you know age-wise and otherwise so you know it's like your elder ones are, are not married yet um you know so i told my mother um i was scared and she said um i have never been afraid for one minute about you getting married because you're mature for your age so there's nothing to be scared about i know that you can marry well you know and that you know she told me that and now when i look back i laugh because of all the immature things i think i've done in the past you know between then when i got married and now but then again she was probably right that i was mature for my age at that time but i know now that um we keep maturing i know now that um i am definitely like a hundred times more mature than how I was at the point of when I got married and I'm, I'm still learning and I'm still growing. And I I, I, I kind of see myself, my 70-year-old self as being, you know, who, I see my 70-year-old self as someone who would be much more mature than the person that I am now. And I'll also look back and think about things I'm doing in my 40s and thinking, oh gosh you're a disgrace you know that sort of thing so on this road to self-discovery we need to dig deep um within ourselves be honest about what we like and what we don't like be honest about our abilities you know we shouldn't think that we are more than we are and what needs to work and what needs to go you know understand what our stressors are because um a lot of us don't know that or we we ignore it know when to slow down when to pick ourselves up again like i noticed that i don't function very well if i don't exercise um and by exercise i mean um i mean like taking uh, my usual one hour walk i do i've spoken about it a couple of times to see so i'm sure you guys know that um um, so if I don't take this one hour for a period of time, like maybe two or three weeks, I, like, like I have a two or two, three weeks break, maybe because I'm out of town or, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm unwell or, you know, work, you just not, for example, this rainy season really 
dealt with me because most of the time um i had the time to go on my walk it just start raining so i had to go up and down the staircase in my house for for exercise sometimes so i know that exercise is very good for me for my well-being um um i also um um i also i also know that a hot bath in the evening is also very key for me it relaxes me it helps me to sleep um better and um just little things like this um help us to be better if we know you know and you can only know when you're introspective you 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 listen to yourself you take time out you take out the noise you know and all that and ask yourself real questions and be honest to yourself i also know things that trigger me like last year um when the covid numbers were rising i i stopped watching anything related to covid my my siblings know you know don't tell me in, in, my my younger sister she used to say have you heard that ncds i said don't tell me nothing i don't want to know you know because i i i know myself and i knew that any little sneeze if i just sneeze or if i just clear my throat <clears throat> i would suspect i had covid and it wasn't good for my mental health because you know the whole lockdown situation was already bad enough as, um, as much as i love reading books um there are also some types of books i don't read because they contain content that trigger me to overthink or just go south so i mean um and i'm not apologetic about about these things you know because um if they affect me negatively i have to avoid them if it's something that's positive that helps me i do them um because this is my authentic self this is why i'm the me that i've grown to love irrespective of what people think and most importantly the me that god loves so um my darlings look deep inside your hearts with honesty and look for that you that you've been hiding inside because you think that if you bring him or her out no one will like them i've learned that when you're your authentic self you separate the wheat from the chaff the people that stay are those that need to stay and those that go are the people that can't handle this whole some person so basically good readers now i mean of course on social media you have people saying oh you know um if you don't like me da 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 da, da you know i'm just being me but it's not that superficial one i'm talking about it's not the one that you know someone calls you out or someone is trying to be honest to you or give you honest feedback and because someone is giving you honest feedback you say good readers no it's not that kind of good readers because if someone gives you feedback let me not call it honest feedback it's good for you to go back and reflect on that feedback whether it's good or bad and if you reflect you would know if it is something that you take after all it's not every advice you take you know even advice that is giving um, with good intentions it will have to fit it it would have to be something that makes sense to you it will have to be something that would work for you you know so um let's not also throw the baby, the baby out of the bath water if people give you um feedback you know go back think about it listen um you know um listen to yourself be honest is this really true you know because this is part of your journey this is part of discovering yourself remember we said you don't know every part of you there's a part of you that you're that 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 you're blind to there's a part of you that you know there's a part that people see 
so it would be good for you to take this feedback take it be honest with yourself and then try to love that person if there are areas that you think that you can improve on do that when you find that authentic person embrace her love her fight for her and then come with me so we can discover more and more together Thank you so much, guys, for being a part of this conversation. I'm enjoying this season so far. These three first episodes have um, an intimate feel to them, and I'm really, um, I, I'm really feeling fulfilled. I hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation, and I would love to hear your feedback. Remember, you can hit me up on my blog with your feedback: www.rovingbookhomeng.com on Instagram at Roving Bookworm NG, on my Facebook page, Roving Bookworm NG, or on WhatsApp if you have my contact. Just keep them coming. Don't forget also that you can su- subscribe to the Roving Bookworm podcast on the Apple Podcast app or the Google Podcast app or on Spotify. All you need to do is um, download these apps um, um, on your phone, search for the Roving Bookworm podcast and hit the subscribe button. This makes it easy for you to keep track on all the episodes. And don't forget to rate this podcast while you're doing this. This helps the podcast grow and get more people to listen. So I'm counting on you. You can also listen on my blog, um, rovingbookwomng.com and follow the blog to receive email notifications of new updates on blog posts and new podcast episodes. Lastly, don't forget to share with your family and friends it's time to go now but i'll be back again next week with yet another episode until then is take care of yourselves and stay blessed mm-hmm.